Boston Celtics getting the Atlanta Hawks in the first round. How about the Hawks coming through against Miami? We'll break that down a little bit. Plus, I'll share my one-on-one with Marcus Smart, who is ready to put a subpar season behind him. The playoffs are here. He is excited. So am I. I'm going to talk about it all right now on the Locked On Celtics podcast. Be ever ready. Recognize the city of champs. Boston, baby, we do what you can't. Locked on number 18, Tatum and Brown's 18 step back. We gon' wet that and slay teams. Of course, the Celtics, who else could it be? Screaming like KG with the Larry OB. Corrales above average, assessing the team status. Best daily pod, no cap, salary matching. Clutch like Bird to DJ, keep John on replay. Primetime, dapping up the truth on the sideline. Rain and Jays, how it started, raising banners, how we finished. Locked on Celtics pod, home of the winners. B. Hey, welcome back to the Lockdown Celtics podcast right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it is your team every day. And I'm here for you every day with a free, fresh podcast drop directly to your device if you are a subscriber. So whichever app you use, you can find this podcast there. It's also on YouTube. Check the show out there. Hop into the comment section. Join the conversation. Start a conversation. Why not? It's a growing list, a growing a community of Celtics fans there. I'm John Corrales. I used to play once upon a time. Now I cover the Boston Celtics for Boston sports journal, as well as hosting this podcast on a daily basis. So welcome aboard. Thank you for joining me. If you're new, love you. Welcome aboard. If you are a regular listener, I still love you as well. And very happy to have you uh, around. This show is brought to you by hello. Fresh. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. Go to HelloFresh.com slash NBA60 and use the code NBA60 for 60% off plus free shipping. Boston Celtics taking on the Atlanta Hawks who beat the Miami Heat. I'm surprised. I am surprised. I know it's a 7-8 series and... It's evenly matched, but I I just felt like the Heat had a gear that they did not show in this game at all. They did not have a gear. I was wrong. Uh, I still, I guess I I just have uh, an extraordinary amount of respect given Jimmy Butler's history, Bam Adebayo's history, Eric Spolster's history. The Heat did not have it. The Atlanta Hawks absolutely did, especially when it came to the offensive rebounds. They set a, uh, I believe it was a team record. They had they had over 20 offensive rebounds, just attacking, missing, but getting the putbacks. And when they got the putbacks, they got dunks out of it. There was there was just nothing Miami had for for Atlanta. And so the Hawks and the Celtics started off Saturday afternoon, 3:30 at the TD Garden. So that's exciting. That's fun. I think for uh, if if you're like me. And I think a lot of Celtics fans are in a similar position. Kind of happy, very happy that this is the case. Uh, I'm I'm surprised the Celtics numbers against the Atlanta Hawks. The offensive numbers are incredible. They have a, a an offensive rating of 125.4, so it's 125.4 points per 100 possessions. That's eight points better than their their regular offensive output. In uh, the regular season, their net rating against Atlanta, which is the difference between points scored and points allowed per 100 possessions, is 13.6. So 
They're they're winning these games by double digits. That's seven points better than what they put up during the regular season. Their assist percentage is up 5%. Their turnover percentage is down half a percent. Their effective field goal percentage, which takes into account three-pointers, is up 8%. Their true shooting percentage, which is kind of in, includes free throws, they're all free, all, all shooting is up 6% against the Hawks. Their offense is so much better against Atlanta. Now, granted, this is, uh, I believe, three games uh, versus an entire season sample size. So there is a lot of variance in that, but the the numbers are uh, indicative of what we know the Hawks to be, which is a bad defensive team. And if the Miami Heat weren't a bad offensive team, we might have seen some of that come to bite the Atlanta Hawks. So I'm I'm kind of thrilled at this. Um, I think there are a couple of bad takes floating around that people who are saying, uh, I'd rather have, have seen Miami. I, I don't think that's a good take. Uh, I guess we'll see after the series. I think, I think people are saying, I'd rather have seen Miami because uh, it would have been a tougher series and they want the Celtics to be tested more versus cruising past Atlanta and just, I guess what getting too full of themselves. I don't know. I don't know if that's the case. It's the playoffs. If you're, if you're getting too full of yourself in the playoffs, I, I just don't see it happening. So if it's a cruise through that first round, which I think my initial thought is four or five games, I'll give Atlanta a game at home. You know, I'll, I'll give them a game at home. Celtics come back and finish it off in five. I think that's more than fair. And if that's the case, great. You should want that. You shouldn't think, oh, I want the Celtics to play more games. I want Jason Tatum to play more games. Jalen Brown to play more games. Al Horford to play more games. No, you want them to play as few games as possible. That's what you want. You want this to be as easy as possible. Don't overthink this. Don't make this harder than it needs to be. Okay? Sweep my sweep Atlanta five games. Give give an NBA team the respect of winning a game at home. So if it's four or five games, that's fine. Let them rest. Let's hope. I don't know if it's going to be Miami against Milwaukee. Who knows? Maybe maybe Miami and Milwaukee. If it is Miami, will will have a knockdown dragout series. Which brings me to another bad take floating around that Miami tanked this game because they wanted. Milwaukee, they thought Milwaukee would be a better matchup, which is absolutely absurd. I'm sorry if if you're if you have one of these takes, I'm sorry to bust your your bubble here. That is just an absurd take. My no one wants Milwaukee. No one actually wants to play Boston. They're the two best teams in the NBA. No one's actually trying to maneuver to play those. That's you're you're overthinking it again. If you think Miami is, if you think Eric Spolter is like, ah, we're gonna. We're gonna chill here, and we're gonna we're gonna play an extra game. We're gonna have Jimmy Butler play an extra game. We're gonna have all these guys play one more, and we'll we'll win that one. Like you can engineer this stuff. It's it's not that easy. It's just not. So, uh, and I wouldn't want to play Milwaukee in the first round either. So, but hey, maybe maybe Miami can make life difficult on Milwaukee. That would be great. 
take them to five, six, seven games. I doubt it. I doubt it. But you never know. But to think that Miami actually tanked that game on purpose is that's that's a, a horrible take. So Celtics, Atlanta, I love it. We'll we'll do a crossover episode before the series uh, with Lockdown Hawks. We'll we'll try to do that. We'll try to get that together. And uh, but I, I I think there's very little to break down in a series against the Atlanta Hawks. I think it's their offense is terrible. I mean their their defense is terrible. Their offense has uh, the potential to explode in stretches, but is still not good enough. You can absolutely attack Trey Young. You can attack a few of their defenders. So I think this is just going to be uh, a, a, a Celtics roll through the Atlanta Hawks. All right, let's take a second. We'll come back. I will share my one-on-one. I sat down with Marcus Smart for about six and a half minutes at practice, and uh, I will share that with you, and then later on I will react to what he said. First, today's show is brought to you by the ultimate pro basketball GM. It's an extraordinarily cool game. Uh, you know... Some people like to think, hey, I'll be a great NBA GM. It's actually not very easy at all. Uh, if you fantasize about managing your own basketball franchise, go ahead and download Ultimate Pro Basketball GM right now. I had somebody tweet at me that they were downloading this because I said you should. And they got like addicted to the game. So the reason why it's addicting is you can manage every strategic aspect of a franchise. You can play through seasons, lead your franchise and fans to glory. You can build a historic dynasty and a simulation where you're responsible for everything, putting the team together. You're responsible for the arena. You're responsible for the players and their their personalities and the coach's personality for that matter. You got to manage personalities here. You got to build your team, trade them, train them, make your draft picks, navigate your franchise through free agency, free agency. You're going to get players. You're going to lose players. It's a very challenging game. Ultimate Pro Basketball GM is completely free. It's playable offline. You can play on the go as you want, when you want to. You, the Lockdown Celtics listener, you get a 100% free bonus to your franchise when you use the promo code LOCKEDON, all caps, LOCKEDON in the game store. So make sure you check it out. Download the game at probasketballgm.com or you can scan the code right here on the YouTube page and download it or just search for it on the app stores. Go to probasketballgm.com. It's the ultimate basketball GM. Start your dynasty today. Thanks for making Locked On Celtics your first listen every day. Make Locked On NBA your second listen. I will be on Locked On NBA today, Wednesday. I normally host on Wednesdays with Jake Madison. We'll be breaking down these play-in games. We'll be breaking down the rumor that Trey Young could be traded. That's all coming up on the Locked On NBA podcast, so check that out. Wherever you found this podcast, you'll find that one as well. At practice on Tuesday, uh, we got down there, and practice was basically over by the time we walked in. Uh, some guys were shooting around. Danilo Gallinari was going through some shots. He looked actually pretty good for a guy you know, at that stage of his rehab. He's still not going to be playing in the playoffs, but he looked pretty good. It was, it was nice to see him out there. He was getting... Kind of like 30 to 40% speed shots up, but he was, he was moving. He was doing okay. And, uh, so that, that was good. Uh, I saw Jalen Brown, uh, we were in the middle of a scrum 
I just happened to be angled the right way to see Jalen Brown walking up the sideline. He didn't have a bandage on his right hand. So you go from a couple days ago where he had this big like wrap on his hand where it looked like he, you know, it was holding his entire hand together to he was walking into the weight room without anything uh, on it. So that's good. He's expected to practice Thursday or Friday. So that's good. He should be back. Everybody seems to be healthy. Marcus Smart is feeling good. His neck, the nerve issue, done. Um, as you'll hear, I got a chance to talk to Marcus Smart, uh, sit down for a one-on-one. You don't, you don't get a ton of time in these one-on-ones. You get about seven, eight minutes or so. I, I took about seven minutes, six and a half minutes to talk to him about the injury, his defense, and all of that. And uh, I'll share that audio with you right now then come back on the other end and react to what he said. How's the neck? Oh, the neck is, is doing better. Um, it's still some tightness. Um, just really taking it slow. Um, but, you know, I went through all the tests, strengthening uh, nerve um, and things like that to make sure that, you know, it's functional and able to be me to play if I come back. And, and I was able to get the okay. So it's still a little tight, but... It's feeling better than what it was, and I'm able to move a little bit more, a lot more, actually. Um, I'm able to get back to, to basketball activities. Like limiting how you can turn your head? Yeah. Range of motion? Oh, yeah. Range of motion was gone. Um, I probably could turn my head probably an inch or two to either side. That was about it. Before, literally, my, my, my muscles just spazzed up and sent my body into, like, a convulsion type with the muscle spasm. So it was tough. I couldn't even look, look up, couldn't look down. Um, couldn't sleep, couldn't lay down. Um, it was really painful, but um, like I said, it's feeling better today, uh, a lot better, so I'm good. How are you feeling overall physically? Pretty good, pretty good. Um, you know, um, to be able to have as many days off as, as me individually was able to get with the neck starting and then April, that gave rest to the rest of my body. So um, you try to find positive in the things that are negative, and that was a positive that I found. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've seen you talk about your season, maybe not living up to the standards that you set for yourself, but uh, now you're getting into the playoffs. It's a little bit of a different kind of environment. How much are you looking forward to getting into that? Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. Uh, You know, um, this is the real season. It starts now. You know, playoffs, that's what we all work our butts off for at the beginning of the year. Um, yeah, like I said early on, obviously my defense and play just hasn't been up to standard, but that's all going to change now. The playoffs allow a lot more from a physicality standpoint. How much does that help you on the perimeter, especially uh, guys like Derek, guys, all you guys out on the perimeter? Just, <clears throat> what, what, what do you, what's going to be the difference? Um, it helps us a lot. Um, you know, especially in a game where it's more predicated for offense. Um, just everything calls, the way the game is structured is for the offensive player. Um, and, and in the playoffs, you know, um, it gives a little more, not much, but it gives a little more leeway to the defensive player um, who's at most of the disadvantage, especially when the offensive player can initiate so much contact, you have to allow that defender to embrace the contact and give a little bit back. There's no way um, you can just allow offensive players initiate contact and then they get flop, fouled or bumped and, and, and the defender is automatically uh, to blame for the foul. So the playoffs kind of takes that away a little bit more and you can kind of see a little more defense 
um, than you probably would in a regular season. Yeah, I mean, you look at the defensive ratings. You guys are number one last year, number two this year, but the difference in, in each one is about four points per 100 possessions. It's a lot. It's a lot. And, you know, how, how, is that why these defenses, like no defense this year, you go back five years, the top defenses would be the bottom defense. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just the way the game has evolved, trending towards. Um, and not only that, you got a lot of great offensive players. You know, you got a lot of teams out here that can score the ball in a multitude of ways, especially with the three ball. It's tough. You know, you got guys coming across half court and shooting it. You know, how do you guard that? You know, it's just tough. So, um, uh, you know, it's not going to be perfect. You're playing with the best of the best, 450 of the best players in the world. You know, it's not going to be perfect. So um, the best of the best isn't going to look like the best because everybody's the best. So, um, yeah, everybody's defense is down this year. Um, and four points might not seem like a lot to the regular eye, but it's a lot in, in, the, terms of, in the terms of things and, and where you're looking at it. Uh, it feels like the identity of this team kind of shifted to the offensive side this year. Would you say that's accurate? Yeah. I mean, not by design. Uh, we obviously didn't want our defense to slip. Uh, um, trying to create more offensive, uh, um, you know, identity for ourselves. But it happens, you know. We, we spent so much time on one thing, it was only right that something was going to go. And now we're kind of getting back to that standpoint of balancing it out where the offense is at a high rate, but the defense is right there with it. And uh, I think that's the key to it, not being too uh, over topsided on one or the other. Yeah. So, so now... What does it take to, to make that defense first? I, I mean, I'm saying this. I know you guys finished second in both. So you talk about balance. It's pretty balanced. But it felt, felt like you had to work really hard to get that defense up to second. Now how do you carry that defense first mentality into the playoffs? Uh, for us, it's just understanding who we are. Um, our defense is a big key to us. You know, we're, we, we have a lot of great uh, versatile pieces that can guard a lot of spots and understanding that, you know, shots aren't always going to fall, but your defense is always going to be there. Defense is about effort, everything that you give. Now, I'm not saying it's going to be perfect, but nine times out of ten, if you give the right amount of effort and you do what you're supposed to do the right way and not quit, your defense will be pretty good. And last one, Rob, Rob being back. Not only Rob being back, but he's last couple games, I feel like he's played the most minutes that he's played all season. I'm, I'm talking about the defense and he's back there. What, what does that do on top of everything else? It helps us tremendously. It helps us as guards on the perimeter to allow us to, to have more confidence and, and be more comfortable knowing that you know, okay, we can be a little bit more aggressive uh, with guys outside. If we do get beat, we know we got our protector back there and Rob. Um, he might not block the shot, but just his presence alone alters it. Yeah, I was gonna say, how many times did you see the guy? You know, you get, get, you get beat, you turn the corner, he's like, you know what? I'm just I was gonna, gonna keep going. Look at your shipping over. No, no, thank you, thank you, Twisted. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's the type of player um, and, and, and the things that Rob brings. His presence alone intimidates people from you know coming in the paint. Um, and then you know also just the fact of not knowing exactly where he is when you turn that corner. And he's moving around so much, but he's able and athletic enough to to cover so much ground that you think you have him and out of nowhere he comes to him. So he's going to be really big for us. Uh, I think everybody knows that. He knows it. And we just wanted to get him back to, to playing those big minutes because we're going to need him this year. Lots of interesting stuff there from Marcus Smart. Obviously, I focused a lot on the defense. That's the story that I wrote about on Boston Sports Journal. If you want to go read that, go to bostonsportsjournal.com. 
and uh, read that there. Uh, talked to uh, Al Horford, uh, Robert Williams, uh, Joe Mazzula for that story as well. So that's there. That's the Marcus Smart interview. We'll come back. We'll talk about you know his his feeling about himself, his feeling about defense in general in the NBA. That's all coming up next. First, let's talk about FanDuel, the official sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network and America's number one sportsbook. Baseball's back. That's a fun, fun game to bet. Grand slams, no hitters, double plays. They're all back here. And you can get the MLB action on FanDuel. New customers, and there's a lot of you in Massachusetts where you just re, uh, legalized sports betting. You can step up to the plate with a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. Go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. You place your first bet, and you get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if you don't win. So you can make any bets you want. Uh, players, uh, the, the same game parlays. You can bet home runs. You can bet, obviously, NBA basketball. You bet three-pointers. You can bet anything, 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 anything. So go. Don't miss your chance to get that no-sweat first bet. Up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. You got to do it at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to sign up. FanDuel is an official partner of the NBA, of Major League Baseball, and our partner here at the Lockdown Podcast Network. We just ask you, if you're going to do it, please gamble responsibly. So I just shared with you the Marcus Smart audio. Uh, let's just take it from top to bottom. Uh, the the neck injury, uh, it seemed like it was pretty bad. I mean, he talks about he can't, he couldn't sleep, he couldn't move, he was painful, uh, he was, it was spasming. Uh, that, that, that's not great. <laughs> the fact that he had to, uh, miss that much time with that nerve issue. Uh, he seemed fine. He was out there shooting. He was out there moving around pretty well from what I saw afterwards. So that issue is gone, thankfully for him, but that's, that's a tough, that's a tough, um, uh, thing to go through I mean, to lose sleep, to, to not be able to move like that, uh, is, is really tough. So I'm glad that that is is gone you know to lose your range of motion is that that's tough but that's that's done he's through with that and then the the plus side is he seems to have gotten past some of the other injuries hopefully and hope he said that before so that bone bruise and all of that hopefully that doesn't flare up again and the hip thing doesn't flare up again i mean he, that dude needs like 8 months off to get back to full health, but seems like he's doing okay. Defensively, uh, it was interesting to see him or hear him talk about the the rules and and how you just can't touch anybody on the perimeter. But that was that was kind of where I was going with the questioning because again, I was I was doing a defensive focused story. And you know, to hear him talk about guys initiate the contact with you. And this is, he's very obviously talking about James Harden, right? Uh, but he's not the only one. J uh, Trey Young is going to be a guy who does this. They, they drive into you. They initiate the contact. Then they flail. And somehow that's on the defensive player. So one thing Marcus Smart is very obviously looking towards is, and looking forward to, is the ability to give back some of the physicality you see it in some of these 
you know, the plays that were being allowed in the play-in games, there's a lot more physicality being uh, allowed. I think the Celtics in general, Marcus Smart in particular, is they're going to benefit from a a a stronger, more physical type of game. I think what we saw during the regular season that and we touch touch on that in this Q and A here. We saw a, a year where the best offenses, the best defenses, I should say, would have been bad. Last year, it would have been uh, middle of the pack. The Celtics had a, a, a defensive rating uh, just over 110. Five years ago, that would have been 13th in the league. That would not have been a good defense. This year, second or cleaning the glass has them at third. Either way, the best the defenses in the league this year would have been bad defenses years ago. But it's all relative to the competition, right? You, you're, hey, second against the the offenses in the NBA, whatever the number is, whatever the actual number is, doesn't really matter. All you need to be is in that, that net rating where you're a plus, uh, a plus six and a half where the Celtics are. And it's, that's a good net rating. That's to, you're basically winning these games by a fairly comfortable margin, generally speaking, but the rules very much favor the offensive player and smart talks about that. So I think two things and smart addresses it in the, in this one-on-one two things are going to help the Celtics, the ability to give back some of that physicality. And Smart is suddenly going to become, I think, a much better defender. He'll be able to give back some of what he gets, and he's just dying, itching to do that. I don't know if you could hear it in his voice, but I could see it when he was talking about it. He's like, oh, just yes. (laughs) Basically, like, yes, please give me playoff basketball because that's the basketball I love to play. And then the other thing is Robert Williams. When Robert Williams is back there, and we kind of ended the conversation there, about guys going, turning the corner, you get beat, you turn the corner and there's Robert Williams and, or just knowing Robert Williams is on the floor and you just see guys like, where, where is he? Where is he? Because if you just know that Robert Williams is on the floor, even if you don't see him, you're looking for him. And those types of things make the defense so much better and smart is, is very obviously looking forward to uh, a playoff run where that stuff is, is allowed. Um, but he, he's very clearly not thrilled with the trend of what's allowed for the offensive players. And he's very happy to be getting into uh, a part of the schedule where he can go and play some real defense. This is, this is a, a, a part of, this Celtics playoff run that I don't think has been discussed enough yet. I mean, everybody's going to start talking about it, but we're talking about matchups. We talk about the Celtics offense and and just how good they've been. And you you've heard some conversation about the defense has stepped up, but what the defense is capable of where the Celtics defense can go in this playoff run, I think is in a currently kind of under-discussed elements 
to this playoff run where the Celtics, they can be physical. They can give back some of the, the, the contact. They don't have to worry about the fouls. It's not going to be touch fouls. You can get in there and, and prevent some of the dribble penetration that has been problematic because even though the Celtics have been the best defensive rebounding team, at their worst, and we saw this in that Hawks Heat play-in game, they give up offensive rebounds like Miami did. They, they have stretches where offensive rebounding can kill them. Now, they, they again, have done generally a really, really good job of keeping that from being the case, but in their worst games when they end up having, you know, when, it, when they're problematic, when, they're, when they lose, that can be something that bites them. But if you're physical out on the perimeter and you cut down on that dribble pe- penetration, now you allow your defense, you're, you're allowing uh, more jump shots, the ball's working around, teams have to work harder to get their shots off, and if, they're, if teams are missing jumpers, then that can frustrate them. That can be uh, something that affects the other team's defense. And that forces turnovers, that forces misses, and the Celtics can go run. So the, the allowing the, the Celtics perimeter to be more physical, allowing uh, them to be kind of stronger out there and prevent some of that dribble penetration. And then the little bit that gets through, having Rob and Al back there to erase some of that, it just means the Celtics can really show some of last year's defensive prowess. I think there is another level. And Al Horford said as much when I asked him about it. He said, yeah, the numbers might show that we're a second, but there is another level for us to get to. And I wholeheartedly believe that. I don't think we've seen the Celtics' best defense. I don't think we've seen anywhere close to the Celtics' best defense this season. So I'll be back. Um, Got to schedule a crossover show with the Lockdown Hawks. So that'll be coming up at some point. I'll do a QA. and uh, So get questions in at johncorrales.com slash mailbag. And, it, you know, I got podcasts all week long. I got podcasts all week long coming for you, plus a post-game podcast after game one, obviously. So make sure you're subscribed wherever you get your podcasts, whichever app you use, this show is there. It's also on YouTube. You can watch the show there. Hop into the comments section. Join that conversation. Start a conversation there if you'd like. If you're a regular listener, I'd love it if you share the podcast. Spread the word. Tell everybody that they should be listening to and watching the Lockdown Celtics podcast right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Your team every day.